By listening to the Conscious Fertility Podcast, you agree to not use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician or healthcare provider for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Welcome to Conscious Fertility, the show that listens to all of your fertility questions so that you can move from fear and suffering to peace of mind and joy. My name is Lauren Brown. I'm a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine and a clinical hypnotherapist. I'm on a mission to explore all the paths to peak fertility and joyful living. It's time to learn how to be and receive so that you can create life on purpose. Welcome to the Conscious Fertility Podcast. Today is a throwback episode um, where I'm going to share an interview that I did with Isabel Costa on transforming suffering into peace. Now, Isabel has another episode on the Conscious Fertility Podcast, and it reminded me of this episode, and I wanted to make sure that um, you guys got to hear it. In this episode, um, the topic is transforming suffering into peace, and we're going to just talk about why our desires for peace and happiness often are not fulfilled, and how our unresolved trauma from childhood often gets exposed in our adult life. So we start to express and experience the subconscious programs we got imprinted upon in childhood and why inner healing and taking care of that younger self, that inner child is so important. And then near the end, Isabel gives a beautiful inner child meditation, which I encourage you to listen and follow along with um, for safety purposes, since it's a self-guided inner child meditation, you'd want to do this where you would not be disturbed and it's safe to do so. So for example, not while driving, you don't listen to this while driving to the meditation, but it's a great opportunity to do when you have a place to, um, to listen and, and take it in. And so I invite you to um, listen to this um, episode with Isabel Costa. I hope it helps you find more peace in your life. And if you're interested in doing conscious work in the show notes, you can see links to Isabel's website. We've been talking about facilitating a a workshop on the journey into the heart. So check that out in the show notes or contact me directly. And if you're interested in conscious work that I offer through my practice, um, then also reach out. I do that via telehealth. So wherever you are virtually online or in my practice where I incorporate both acupuncture and low-level laser therapy in the sessions along with the conscious work energy psychology. Enjoy this interview with Isabel Costa on transforming suffering into peace. All right, let's talk about our topic in our lecture and how this has come to be. So our topic is transforming suffering into peace. And today, Isabel Costa is going to present, and she's streaming in from Portugal today. And so Isabel is is a healer, has background in nutrition. Um, She's a teacher. She's an author, um, two books for your health and once upon a burger. And uh, what was your quote that you call the happiness? What are you, what you're a happiness consultant? Is that what you describe yourself? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Isabel, if you could bring up your PowerPoint and I'm just going to read you the description of what she's planning to talk about. And she's going to do some lecturing and then there's a meditation. So she's going to, we're going to get to do some experiential because so many of the teachers of consciousness say knowledge is not a enough. The value is not in the knowledge. The value is in the application of the knowledge, meaning doing the work, the process work. So it's great that she's going to give us the knowledge 
And then we're going to have a meditation to actually do some of the work. With each of us, there's a child wounded by childhood circumstances, trauma, blurred perceptions, and which continues to manifest itself through various saboteurs whose initial function was to protect us from the pain, from the suffering, but which in adulthood prevent us from living life to our fullest. Now we can take care of this child with love and free her or him from the burdens that he or she no longer needs and live life with joy, peace, and happiness. All right, Isabel. Thank you very much. And just would like to thank Cheryl Lauren for this opportunity to be here with all of you. It's really a wonderful experience from across the Atlantic being with you and uh, talking about this topic that I really cherish and is such an important theme for our, our lives, really going over this bridge from suffering into peace. So I would like to share my PowerPoint so that you can uh, accompany this a little bit better. So actually, all human beings wish for peace, happiness, health. All of us wish this in our lives, in our families, in our communities, in our world. So far, I haven't met a human being who did not desire this. However, when we look into our lives and all around us, we can see that these desires are not really fulfilled. Even when they are in a very little part of our lives. And many times it's not even deep happiness. It's more like a well-being. And why is this? Actually, we find ourselves with so many wounds. Wounds that really block us from really living life to the fullest that we really desire. And we look into our families and we can see that all of this is going on also with our families. So where does all of these wounds come from? Well, first of all, we are not born like with a white canvas that we can paint on. In fact, we bring already with us from the moment that we are born into this world, we bring our ancestors' painful memories with us. We bring all of this that was passed on generation through generation. And many times we don't realize. Actually, we think like, okay, well, this child looks like the grandmother, grandfather. But in fact, we resemble so many more things than just our physical appearance. And then what happened is our first seven years of age, we are like a sponge. We absorb everything of our surroundings. We absorb the relationships of our parents, the relationship with each one with us, all our brothers and sisters, grandparents, and when we go to school and all of the family members, we absorb all of this. Plus, we absorb even the story that we are told even about ourselves. So sometimes we can see, of course, that there are some families that are happier than other families, but still we don't have a perfect family because even though many times the parents, they do their best, the reality is that some, in Portuguese we say like uh, children are not born with an instruction manual, but in fact we are. This is the manual that we, we receive from our father and our mother, what they bring from their own relationship with the parents. 
So they give all of this and their unresolved traumas, their unresolved situations are passed on to us. Like, for example, some difficult relationship that my mother had with her own mother, my grandmother, she tend to pass on this to me. So I'm going to trigger her pains and she's going to behave in the same way that her mother behaved to her. And so we receive all of this. And sometimes, as I was saying, even in the happiest families, there is one thing that parents, no matter how much they do for their children with all their love, there is the perception of the child. And the child is really selfish. Why? Because the father and the mother are really their secure port, their safe place, and they want the full attention of the father and their mother, because this is very important for the child's survival. So many times, even though the parents may give all of their love, there are moments that even like that, the child may perceive not the full love that she wants and desires to receive. So this is in the best scenario. But unfortunately, there are also many trauma situations. Unfortunately, we know There are many situations of violence, abuse, alcohol, and so on. So all of this is passed on to our lives. And then what happens is that all of this unresolved trauma that we bring from our childhood is going to be expressed in our adult life with struggles, with sex problems, with substance uses, with the depressions. And so on. So the same way, like when we treat our trauma, when we heal our heart, in the same way, we can manifest this healing with the good personal relationships, with a sense of self, of wholeness within us. So everything that we bring from this family tree, healed or not healed, is going to be expressed into our lives. So that's why many times it is difficult to really live a happy and peaceful life because we are carrying so many things from our background, from our childhood, from our parents, from everything that we were told even about ourselves. And also there are many beliefs that we bring of the things that they were told us, like you are not good enough, For example, you think you are good, but you are not. You can't do this. You can't do that. So we carry on these things in our hearts. So even uh, in our brain, when a child suffers a lot of trauma, she ends up living in a survival mode. Of course, this is not a fate. This is not a destiny. This can be healed. Definitely, it can be healed. When a father or a mother doesn't heal their heart, they are going to express this to their children. Normally, for example, when a father or mother hit a child, normally the next generation, even though it continues to hit, it continues to do the same action, is not with the same intensity. The action is there, but normally generation to generation, it's becoming lesser. But unless they heal themselves, they will continue the same patterns. On the other hand, When we heal ourselves, even though we may carry the scars of the trauma, but once they are healed, we can protect our children from those 
situations. So this is the most important thing. When I heal myself, I can really heal my ancestors and I will not continue this same energy to the next generations. So in one hand, I am the fruit of the tree in which we are born. But later on, I'm going to become the seed of a new tree for the next generations. That's why this inner healing is very important. How can I heal all of this pain that I carry within myself? I have to take care of my inner child. Because no matter how old I am, 20, 50, 100, I will carry my inner child with me my whole life. So it is this inner child that many times it is rebellious, it is sad, it is angry, and it manifests with everything that I live in my life. So I need to take care of this inner child. And I need to look back at my ancestors with compassion because, in fact, many times we look at them as, okay, they are the adults who should have taken care of the child. But in fact, this mother or this father, they didn't have love in their own childhood. Sometimes they were really mistreated. They were so beaten. They were so abused. And when we look at them, and we see that within this father and this mother, there is an inner child that is deeply wounded, we can start to feel compassion. There are situations that many times the parents, the only thing that they were able to do is to bring a child into life. But still, we need to have compassion and gratitude for them because this was the only thing that they could do was to bring this child into life. And then we can find other people who can fulfill this function of father and function of mother. It is not just the biological father or mother who can give us love, but we have to look to all of our ancestors with a compassion and a forgiving heart. And through this, we can really liberate our hearts from the suffering because many times we hold on to this pain. It is not by chance that we hold on to this pain. Mostly, we do it unconsciously. And why we do this? Because our child created mechanisms to protect herself from feeling pain again. So, for example, a child who lived in a family that was filled with abuse and violence, many times she created like a mask of being invisible in order to protect herself. But as she's growing, if she continues with this mask of invisibility, she's going to find herself in her adulthood feeling lonely, feeling invisible wherever this person goes, whether it's at work, school, family, wherever, this person keeps feeling invisible. So what was the protection in those first years? Later on, it becomes a big problem because it is stopping us from really living life to the fullest. So this is the point that we really need to look into our hearts. Look at all the pain 
that is there. And first of all, have self-compassion and self-love. Take care of this inner child and then look at our parents with compassion, with forgiveness. I know that sometimes there are many situations that the hurt is so deep. And I have many patients like this that they feel they don't want to forgive. But the reality is that unless we forgive, we don't liberate ourselves as well. We are stuck. We are in a prison. So sometimes even if we feel that person that deserves forgiveness, and this is just because the pain is so huge, we do deserve the peace, the inner peace that forgiveness brings us. So this is the way that we can really shift our lives from suffering to peace. is through compassion, through forgiveness, through gratitude, through taking care of our inner child and saying yes to life, saying yes to all of the experiences we had in our life. And there is no one who goes through life without difficult situations. But the longer we resist, the longer we don't forgive, the longer we say, I don't want this, the longer we will keep in a suffering mood. We need to say yes and surrender our lives to God, to the universe, to a higher purpose, to whatever you feel it resonates in your heart. And when I'm talking about God, I'm not talking about the religion, okay? So I'm talking to God in the, about God in the sense of how you may feel it, whether it is in a religious way, in a spiritual way, in a universal consciousness way, in the way it resonates into your heart. Because each one of us has a unique life. So we have to find whatever it is the path of inner peace to each one of you. Because the path of one person is not the path of another person. And as I say, we don't bring a white canvas. So we don't know all of the colors that come in that canvas, all of the stories that come with it. So we need to really say yes to life and surrender and be grateful. Because when we are grateful, so many doors open into our lives and we can really manifest all of the goodness that we have within us that so many times is in the shadow of the pain that we carry. So this is what I would like to share with you today and then do a, a short meditation. How do you inspire your clients, your patients that about the forgiveness? Because intellectually you get it, you know, forgive, surrender, but I'm wondering how, how, how you help them because sometimes it just feels so difficult and I, and I think a lot of them can get the idea of, you know, that it's that metaphor, that analogy, that it's like you drinking poison and expecting mm -hmm. the other person to die. So while you're not in that surrendering, forgiving mode, you're the one at the effect of it. You're actually poisoning you, even though you want to poison them. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes it's really hard. Is this one of the ways, the inner child work, is this one of your modalities and tools to help people surrender and and forgive. Yes, I'm a hypnotherapist. So in the sessions, one of the most important things is to really bring the patient to see the father and the mother 
as a child, a child who also went through a very hard time because no one is like um, bad, let's say, to another person without having this in the child memories. So it's just a reaction. We keep reacting and keep doing the same things as we experienced in our childhood. So a father and a mother who really treat bad, treats bad the children, this father or mother was really mistreated seriously. So during this hypnosis session, in which the person is not hypnotized in the sense of not being aware, okay? Because sometimes people say, oh, I'm, I'm hypnotized. I don't know what's going on. I don't control. No, you, we are totally aware, just in a relaxed state. But we can do this even, you know, just meditating about this, looking at the father or the mother or whoever is the figure of authority that really hurt us as child. And look from this point of view, the compassion, because this person also had a deep, deep suffering in her in their lives when they were a child. For example, the children, when they do bullying to each other, normally, normally a child who does bullying to another, this child has lack of love at home. So this lack of love makes this child so rebellious that the only way that she can express herself is by attacking others. So the way to really forgive is going to our hearts in the deepest way possible and look through the eyes of compassion to another person who really suffered even more than we did. And through this, we can forgive, forgive and forget. Because some people say, I forgive, but I don't forget. Okay, this is not really forgiveness. Of course, we don't forget in an intellectual sense. I mean, yes, that happened. But when we say forgive and forget, means I remember that without pain. This is the difference. Okay, so forget is really leaving the pain away. I like that. And then I've heard this from other teachers of consciousness, and I think they subscribe to the Course of Miracles. So I'm wondering if there's another source or this is also when you said when you heal, you, when you heal your mind, um, your ancestors and your other generations heal. Um, I've heard mm -hmm. that a few times. Do you know the, where that thought comes from, that, that idea? I, it's a beautiful, it's, it's such a beautiful concept and people are so receptive to it. And I'm just always, I'm going into my left brain. I'm always like, where did we hear that first? And so I'm just curious if you recall. So even epigenetics in our days, the show is that we carry a lot of memories from our ancestors. So if those memories are within us and we are all connected, we are all one. So there is this concept that there is no past, present, and future. We are all connected, which honestly, for the mind, this is quite difficult. At least for mine, it is. I don't know what you feel about it, but for me, that there is no timeline. <laughs> Sometimes it's not difficult for it's not easy for the mind. Beyond space and time, right? yeah. <laughs> yes. be, when you're working on that conscious level, it's beyond that linear time. Yes, so that makes is. sense as well. So when we heal this within us. It's like we are liberating the burdens that we carry because we do carry. Like many times we feel, if my parents don't pay debts, I have to pay debts. The, the debts that they, they gave me as a her inheritance, right? So 
on the spiritual level, whatever they did, it's up to me as well to solve. So when I solve that through the forgiveness, through the compassion towards them, I am liberating this burden that I carry on with me. So through this, it can be liberated from ourselves and not going on to the future generations. That's a brilliant analogy. I like that analogy. So you're paying off the debt in that sense. And people say, why do I need to pay off their debt? Well, because it's just how it's, it's what is. So you, you, if you don't want, if you want to transform that suffering, the debt into peace, you pay it off. And then the next generations don't have to carry that debt. How important is it to under, to uncover the, the precise origins of our early trauma? So that original injury of trauma, can we forgive without remembering just what we are forgiving? Cause some people can't actually remember the trauma, but they have the trauma. They block it out. Do you have to dig for it? Do you have to go and look and find that that inner child wounding? Or can you? Well, normally, like in a hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy session, I let people go back to the memory. Sometimes if it is not exactly the memory, it is not important. What is important is the perception. And children have many times their own perception. Let me give you an example. And this was actually a very interesting situation that I saw in the movie, but this is real, okay? One lady had a very bad relationship with the mother. And then uh, she was already like over 40 years old. And, um, and she was talking to her father and she was saying, what kind of mother brings her child to, her be- to a beauty contest and imposes to, to the child all of the the difficulties of this beauty contest with so many proofs, with so many tests, with, uh, anyway, all of these things that are in the beauty contest, okay? And the father said to her, you don't remember, right? It was not your mother who brought you to this beauty contest. You asked so many times to your mother that you wanted to go, And your mother just wanted to fulfill your desire. So many times we have perceptions that are not the reality. So when I bring people to the cause of their trauma, of course, I can say exactly that what they are saying, it is what happened. It can be a perception. It can be even a creation of the mind. I don't know. The point is that whatever comes, let's heal it. Even if there is a mind, a story that the mind created, it doesn't matter. This person has this idea. Okay, let's heal this. Let's heal this story. Let's look at this story from a different point of view. And let's have compassion. And let's forgive. And let it go. And let's create a new story. So sometimes we don't know exactly. And we can say for sure that what the person is looking at it was the real trauma but we can always heal this story like this and create a new story because actually our mind does not distinguish reality from imagination so we can work with the imagination in a very positive way as for example even in our daily lives how many times we imagine things that don't happen And we feel the result of the adrenaline that we create 
with so many stories that we create in our minds of fear, of sadness. And in the end, we look, oh, it was not exactly what I thought, but already we had a process that develops through fear, right? Thanks for sharing that. Mom of two young kids, they're age seven to nine, and the mother has done a lot of healing before she had her kids. But especially when her first daughter was a baby toddler, she did her work and she was, um, she was triggering her often. She helped me grow a lot. I often struggle with guilt, however, and anxiety over the things I accidentally passed on to her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just got to pause here because I'm just so relating to you. I, my conscious work, um, when I got into it, because it was my own pain, I wanted to heal. And then when I got to a good place, I started seeing my son um, model behaviors that I hid from him, but he was modeling them. And that's what kept me in the conscious work because I believe that I, if I heal, he doesn't have to pay that debt. So I just wanted to share up with you on this mother who's sharing. She struggles with guilt and anxiety over the things I accidentally passed on to her despite having done my best. Can you speak to this? Mm -hmm. I understand. So no matter how much the high, the highest is the, the consciousness of the father and the mother, they just can do their best. They can't control everything. It is impossible. You can't control how your child is going to perceive. Even an act of love, sometimes the child may have the wrong perception. But what I know is that when the father and the mother gives all the love, the child does not create a bad memory, no matter what. And even if there is some kind of wrong per perception that the child gets, Maybe this is a part of what this child has to work on later on in life. But it is impossible for the parents to be able to control everything. Because first of all, parents are not perfect. You have difficulties like everyone. You, I think father and mother are already like um, superheroes because it is really a difficult role to be father and a mother. So... No matter how good you do, there may be always something that your child is going to say, oh, you did this, you did that. You can't avoid. If the child says something, the only thing you can say, I really love you, you know, because there is no way that you can avoid everything, no matter how perfect you are. So just do your best. And if in doubt, if you have some doubt, just say to your child that you love him or her. And this is the only thing you can do. And as they grow, keep sharing your heart, your honesty, be transparent. I think one of the most important things in the relationship of parents and children is to be authentic, to be honest and transparent. And sometimes one of the difficulties that parents may have is that sometimes they say one thing and they do another thing, okay? And ch children, they pick this so quickly so quickly it's amazing and this is one of the, the things that sometimes triggers difficulties in the relationships because they are so authentic and they are look at you they are they are learning everything from you so they imitate right just be authentic to them even if you have some difficulty of course i don't think parents have to be like the best buddies you know 
parents are parents, not the best buddies, okay? But still, you can share your heart in an honest way, in a transparent way, and your children will respect you. And this is all that you can do. You can't avoid that they will not have any kind of misunderstanding. They will not uh, comprehend or some kind of pain. Just do your best. And when you do it with your whole heart, everything will go well. Thank you, Isabel. Let's do um, meditation. Um, So we'll get ready for, we'll we'll get ready to do a little, is it it an inner child meditation we're going to do? Yes, it is. It is simple, okay, because I don't know your memories and I can't, uh, of course, guide you individually. So the purpose is just for you to meet your inner child. We are not looking at uh, painful memories, okay? But through this, this exercise, you can uh, give love to your inner child whenever you want, okay? So just... Sit down comfortably, close your eyes, breathe in and breathe out, softly and slowly, relaxing all of the tensions, let it go. Just breathe in peace, quietness. Feel your heartbeat. Go deeper and deeper into your heart. Bring your attention, your consciousness to your heart. You are safe and protected, and all is well. And breathe. And now, I would like you to imagine yourself in a beach white sand, the ocean is calm, the waves are very soft, the water is lukewarm and transparent, and we are near the end of the day, and you are there alone in this beach, just for you, safe and protected. And as you look to the horizon in the sand, you see the little girl or the little boy that you were. And let this child walk towards you and get near you, very close to you. Let this child come forward. This child was waiting for a long time to be recognized. 
Look at her. See how she is. How this lovely girl, this lovely boy, look into the eyes of the child. Feel their heart. And tell to your child, I traveled back in time just to be with you because you are the most important person in my life. I am so proud of you. Thanks to you, I am now this adult. And I'm here to give you all my love and care. And you can embrace your child, your little girl, your little boy. Embrace this child with so much love and and kindness. Let the child feel she's safe in your arms. Let her feel that she's totally protected and that she's accepted and totally loved just the way she is. can tell her I love you just the way you are you are perfect the way you are I am so proud of you let her rest in your arms let her feel this sacred space and moment with you. This special moment that this child was waiting for so long. And you can tell her, now that I meet you, I will always be with you in every moment. I will always protect you and take care of you. You are always safe within me, in my heart. And hug your child. And as you hug this child, her heart melts into yours. And she melts within your heart. And she's safe in your heart. 
from now and forevermore. And bring this image of your child within you to your heart right here and right now, wherever you are. Just place this image within your heart and embrace yourself, your child is now in your heart. At any moment in life, you will not feel alone anymore. Your child is not alone anymore as well. You will always be together, safe and protected. And breathe in and breathe out, softly and slowly. Feel your body back to this moment. And slowly open your eyes, looking at the floor. And little by little, opening more and looking at the screen. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you very much. Isabel, I want to share, and if you guys want to stick around, because I'm going to share and then we can wrap up. When you're talking about the child part, like you're, you're having children and just love them, I want to share a story that I ha- it had a profound effect on me to do my work and to use, as you say, your subconscious can't tell the difference. I love this because what we always say in, in, in hypnosis work, you can't, in conscious work, you can't tell the difference between an inner and outer experience, inner and outer reality. Mm-hmm. And so I heard a story, this is not my story, so I can't validate it, but the woman, it was in an um, Abraham Esther Hicks video. It was a mother of two boys, grown adult boys who were addicts. And she had a shift in her own perspective because she, from studying the consciousness work through Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks, she got this sense that, and these aren't her words, but I'm just going to, for the, for the sake of discussing, she's like a Wi-Fi. And she realized that she's not accepting her children as drug addicts. Why would a mother want to do that, right? And so she realized that unconsciously the energetics of her not accepting her children who are drug addicts could be causing more stress on their nervous system, which could be leading them to more addiction and drug work. So what she decided to do, rather than go effort and work on the outside, try to change her children, she decided to to work on herself and use the effort. Can she love and accept her children who are adult addicts? She didn't want that, but could she accept what is and get to a place where she could love her children unconditionally, whether they were sober or addicts, either way, love Mm -hmm. them unconditionally. And she worked on that and worked on that. And over several months to a year, she did this and both her children became clean. 
yeah. and stop using drugs. And she shared the story saying she's curious, but she just held them in light. She just started, like you said, love them. When they, even when they were suffering and they were in there having their drug issues, she would hold them up and remember them as babies and love them. And she'd hold them up as adult children and let them know she loved them. In her mind, she was doing this. She was just filling herself up with love and directing that love to them. So it was all an inner, inner thing. The way I look at this is she changed her story. She changed her Wi-Fi. So what she was emitting. So in a sense, unintentionally, it sounded like she was toxifying the field with her not approving of her, her children's drug problems. And then she detoxified the field by finding acceptance that that's where her children are at and she'll love them whether they're addicts or not. And they, without her prodding them anymore, came clean. So I just want to share that's a story, but it makes me think of what you said, Isabel, that just love them, right? And, and there's some power in that because we like to do everything in the material effort world. And that was just a beautiful story. And, and when my children have issues and I want to fix them because selfishly when they suffer, I suffer. <laughs> so I have to fix them because I hurt so much when they hurt. I often just breathe and then I just see them healthy, happy, smiling. And because my subconscious can't tell the difference, I get to bathe in that love and just enjoying them in that moment where they are thriving even though I have to ignore my senses of what's actually happening. And I just step back for a minute and change my vibration. And, um, and it's neat to see how that shifts sometimes in the physical mm -hmm. world. It doesn't always sometimes, but my relationship to the material world changes, which is important because that changes. Like you're saying, I transform my suffering now to peace. And Eckhart Tolle, the power of now says you can be at peace in an unhappy situation. Yes. So you could have drug addicted children and be at peace with it. Peace means you don't like it, but it's not causing you suffering. And we, as you said in your first slide, all human beings want to have peace and happiness. I just wanted to share that story because when you talked about love your children, I wanted to put context to it because that video had a profound effect on, on me and how I, I use this work for my own children for my, and myself. Very beautiful. It's really beautiful. That mother healed herself, so she healed her children. And that's what you said. So when you heal your yes. mind, when yes. you surrender the forgiveness, yes. then all your ancestors heal. You've paid off the debt. And once she paid off the debt, her children no longer were carrying that debt. Exactly. And that's exactly. when miracles happen. So that's why I love this conscious work because, and you said at the beginning, it's beyond space and, you know, it's not linear, right? Like just mm -hmm. like that, boom, right? It's just yeah, amazing. So I'm so happy that so many people tuned in to hear, hear you speak, Isabel, because I think what you're sharing is an important message. It's a beautiful message. And that was a lovely meditation. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. I just La would like to say one thing uh, that I didn't say before, and it is very important, especially the relationship with the mother. It is very important to heal our relationship with the mothers. Mother is the first love of a, of a child, okay? And when we heal the relationship with a mother, we are healing all relationships because the relationship with a mother is the mother of all relationships. Everything in our life is going to reflect this relationship. And uh, I went through this process of healing my relationship with my mother, and it gave me so much inner peace. So that's why this... This is really important work, and we can do it within our hearts quite easily. Just surrender. Look from the point of view 
of compassion, of forgiveness and gratitude and life changes for justice. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And thank you guys very much. If you're looking for support to grow your family, contact AccuBalance Wellness Center. At AccuBalance, they help you reach your peak fertility potential through their integrative approach using low-level laser therapy, fertility acupuncture, and naturopathic medicine. Download the AccuBalance Fertility Diet and Dr. Brown's video for mastering manifestation and clearing subconscious blocks. Go to AccuBalance.ca. That's A-C-U-Balance.ca. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Conscious Fertility, the show that helps you receive life on purpose. Please take a moment to subscribe to the show and join the community of women and men on their path to peak fertility and choosing to live consciously on purpose. I would love to continue this conversation with you, so please direct message me on Instagram at Lauren Brown Official. That's Instagram, Lauren Brown Official. Or you can visit my websites, laurenbrown.com and acubalance.ca. Until the next episode, stay curious and for a few moments, bring your awareness to your heart center and breathe. Thank you.